Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and the NFL season's in full swing. Listen, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Listen, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and you need to get your money together so you can pick your playoff championship team. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Head over there today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, BetOnline.ag. Get on over there and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd and the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy, and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Well, I am extra excited tonight because tonight we debut the very first ever, hopefully the first of many, first annual Believe in the ACC Football Awards. I am Lloyd Spence. That is Charlie Ward. Welcome to our our own version of an award ceremony. We didn't dress up for this. <laughs> we just came, like the Bible says, as we are. You know what I mean? That description. Hold on. I'm sorry. I had you muted, Charlie. What'd you say? I said I fit that description. Yeah, right. I just came as I had, as I was tonight. I, no dress up this year because it's COVID. So there was no reason to dress up. We just decided to come as we are. Uh, but maybe next year, once we get out of COVID, we'll dress up and make it a big thing. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad to be here with you tonight. <coughs> Got a weird cough going. Uh-oh. Already. Man, on the first award show, and I'm starting out coughing. Uh, but I'm glad to be here tonight, man. It's uh, Hopefully it'll be a fun night full of surprises and accolades to the ACC uh, players who have done well this year. What about, how are you feeling about that, Charlie? Well, I'm really, um, I guess, excited um, to kind of share some of, some of the players uh, that I've kind of witnessed. There are a lot of great players that had great seasons, uh, but of course, you know, you can't uh, reward everyone. Yeah. Uh, so the ones that we do reward, you know, they uh, I know caught my eye. Um, and, you know, stats and numbers, they do play a big part in that as well. Um, but they're also very good football players. So it'll be good. Well, you know, it's interesting just hearing you say that makes me think that we are probably uh, thinking along the same line. Because I, I have what will probably be some surprises to people on my list because there are some that are, I didn't go obvious in many ways. In fact, I don't think I went obvious in a lot of ways. Um, 
But but I wanted to reward some guys that maybe weren't on your radar, yours being our fans that are watching. And I wanted to give love to some guys that you may have missed or maybe did some things that were really unique this year. So uh, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. So uh, hopefully if you are in the chat, if you want to put your uh, thoughts in there as well, feel free. But Charlie and I are ready. And so we're going to run down our awards list. And the way this is going to work is that we actually have two, award, two awards for every category. So Charlie's got an award he's going to give out. I have an award I'm going to give out. And um, we'll meet in the middle there. So, um, And then the final award I won't give out because that's the Charlie Ward MVP award. So that award will represent our entire uh, team here that believe in the ACC. So that, that I can't wait to see who Charlie picks as the MVP. That's going to be fun. So without further ado, we're off and running here. So our first award goes to the ACC Rookie of the Year, according to Believe in the ACC. Charlie Ward, who did you select? Uh, well, there's, I don't know if it's obvious, but uh, this young man um, had two forced fumbles and uh, seven solo tackles for loss and six assists as a freshman. Uh, he came in and he's very talented, but of course, you know, once you get an opportunity to play, you still have to perform. And uh, his team is very good, uh, and but you still have to get out there and perform. Uh, and I gave mine to uh, Rookie of the Year to Miles Murphy. Oh, wow. Clemson University. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, I got to get some love, love. I did not see that one coming, Charlie. I did not see that one coming. So you, you really like what Miles did this year? Uh, yes, I thought he was uh, for for rookie. I thought he was very productive. All right, well, shout out to Miles Murphy for taking home rookie of the year from Clemson. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. I went a totally different and very surprising way, uh, but I also went with Clemson, a Clemson player. Um, Mine was, mine was to a fresh to a rookie freshman. Listen to me. I guess it technically is a freshman, uh, but a rookie who came in in a situation where he probably wasn't supposed to play this year, but did. And when he did, filled oh. in in a way that, quite honestly, I don't know if we've seen a rookie do other than maybe in the last five years to a talk about lower. I went with DJ DJ. Oh, I went with DJ, who, who you'll find out later why I went with DJ. Okay, but, but, but I went with DJ. I mean, that was by far to me the most impressive single game performance we've seen all year long by, by a young player. And so DJ gets my rookie of the year. So shout out to DJ. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name until next year. <laughs> Because I already botched it up right in front of Dabo Sweeney. So, you know, all right. That is, that is surprising. Yeah, I thought it would be. Because I, I really thought about it. I went through the list and the numbers. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go off this one single performance. So there you go. That's my rookie of the year. All right. Now, the next award goes to the upperclassmen of the year. So what upperclassmen 
impressed you the most this year, Charlie Ward? Uh, well, uh, I hope this is not always a homer deal. Um, the team is very good, mm. uh, but I guess it'd be the same team. Um, okay. For me, uh, I'm going to go with Amari Rogers. Ah. He was, uh, to me, he stepped up his game because he became the number one receiver um, for uh, Clemson, uh, even though they had uh, the power kid. On the other side, yeah, move uh, Mario around, gave him uh, numerous opportunities to touch the football, and he produced um, at a high level. He has 61 receptions. Wow, 184 yards, 85 yards. I mean, 45 yards, 845 yards uh, receiving. And so I uh, went with. Uh, Amari Rogers. That is not a bad selection, sir. Uh, and I will say this in advance. Amari Rogers was close on my list a lot of times. And I'll leave it there for now. But, and, 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 and prior to last weekend, I probably would have given it to Amari Rogers. However, Going into the weekend, there was a young man that had 937 total yards rushing. By the time he finished the weekend, he had 1,245 yards rushing. So, so my upperclassman of the year, Michael Carter, running back from North Carolina, uh, who just, I mean, I don't know if you can finish a senior year better than that. <laughs> 300 yards rushing is pretty darn impressive. So, uh, shout out to Michael Carter and Amari Rogers for being our upperclassmen of the year. <clears throat> I think those are two solid selections, though, right there, Charlie. Yeah. I had, actually, I had both of them. Did I, had, you? I had Michael uh, Carter on my list, but I chose just to um, give it to Amari. Well, I was close. I was going back and forth, so I went with – I said, man, you somebody rushed for 300 yards in a game. I, I kind of have to give him the nod. So, all right, quarterback of the year. And we didn't – what was cool about the way we did this is I didn't give you any other criteria other than just quarterback of the year. So you can kind of craft it to be whatever you want it to be. So I'll say, I'll say that in advance for my pick. But go ahead. You want me to go first on this one? Uh. You can go first. You want to go first on this? Okay. So, with that being said, I went with the quarterback who was there for every game, who I thought played reasonably consistent and grew tremendously this year. And you will love this pick because this kid is near and dear to your heart. This is De'Aaron King. He's my quarterback of the year. Uh that's a very good pick. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, thanks for picking it for me. <laughs> someone else. Oh, uh, you went with somebody else? <laughs> okay. Who'd you go with? Actually, I have a code. Okay. I'm going with um, Trevor Lawrence. Of course, you know, okay. he's the darling uh, of the ACC. Um, but he's a very good football player, even though he – he uh, missed like two or three games. And that's why I didn't give it to him. That's the only reason I didn't give it to him. However, he uh, he had 2,000 
552 total yards. That's with rushing, passing, and rushing. Yeah. And eight games. And so for me, that's uh, that's enough, and that's worthy to be uh, named quarterback of the year. And my other co is his side, uh, his uh, his uh, opposition. Oh, this week, but man, Ian Book. You know, Ian Book. He had two thousand eight hundred and forty-seven all-purpose yards. Wow, I am blown away right now. I so, didn't see that coming. So Ian Book and Trevor Lawrence are my co-quarterback of the year award. I like way I like the way you did that, Charlie, because it it sure sets us up for a fantastic close to the show. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic, man. All right. Um Man, that was good. That was really good, Charlie. You stuck that one in on me. That was good. All right. Let's go with running back of the year. Who is the running back of the year for you? Uh, or I can go first again if you like. Um, and I went with Cole. I went with Cole on this one as well. Um, I went with the guy who led the, the ACC in touchdowns uh, and also put up a masterful performance last week. Right. And Javante Williams. So he was my – he's part of the, that team that got Rick, Rick running back of the year for me. But I also went with the most consistent running back in the ACC. And that is, shockingly, when you look at the numbers, that's Khalil Herbert, 107 yards per game. Uh, so if, if anybody want to know why uh, Virginia Tech seemed to be in these games, Two words, Khalil Herbert. <laughs> so there you go. Well, um, I have to say, great minds must think alike. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We have the same two guys. I had a call on this one as well, and I had the same two guys. Look at that. The guy's got a clean sweep. How about that? Yes, so sir. shout out to Javante and Khalil for taking our running backs of the year. They really, honestly, both of them had tremendous seasons. I mean, just absolutely tremendous. And I, I think you're going to see both of them play on Sunday. Yeah. Um, they're just – that. it's kind of wild. In some ways, and this is weird to say this because I wouldn't have said this going into the year, they kind of outplayed even Travis. In some ways. Now, some of that was because of the necessity right. on their team. They had no choice. But, you know, but they were consistent and they were, I mean, they were durable. I mean, they, they just played, had really good seasons. So, right. I got to give it up to those guys, man. Well, Travis was very good as well. Travis was very good. They used him in different ways this year. Uh, they just didn't give him the ball, you know, from in the backfield. They put him in the passing game, which he did an amazing job of as well. So because, um, you know, his numbers weren't great because yeah. they stacked the box on him. But if you look at his total uh, numbers, uh, probably not better, but you'll see him have more pass receiving yards uh, and catches than probably rushes in, in the sense of yards. Do you think, uh, just as a side note to that, do you think that hurt him going into the draft 
or help them going into the draft? Well, I don't get helping. I mean, it shows his diversity. Because at one point, that's the reason. Well, like one of the main reasons why he came back was yeah. to improve in that area uh, to help with his draft status. So, right. Um, I think he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish, and then now he's getting an opportunity to play in the uh, ACC championship game. And if they win, then you know they'll still get an opportunity to win a national championship. Um, if they lose, they're more than likely to be out. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. in this 2020 year, where Ohio State has an opportunity to be in the CLP with only playing five, six games. Yeah. Uh, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's it. That's it. All right. So for wide receiver of the year, I go to you, Charlie. Who did you have for wide receiver? I'm very curious now to see where you're going with wide receiver of the year. Uh, who did I go with? I think I went with um, the, the, what's his name? Demaya, Demaya Brown. Is it Demaya or De, is it Deyami? I've said Deyami. Deyami, that's what it is. Deyami, okay, yeah, yeah. Demaya Brown from University of North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, Sam Howell had like 5,000 yards passing and 1,000 of those 77, uh, I'm sorry, 1,099 of those yards right. went to Deyami Brown. Yeah. Who's a playmaker. Um, or he went. He, he made plays. Yeah. So fifty-five receptions, one thousand nine, uh, one thousand ninety-nine yards uh, receiving yards. So uh, I went with Diami, who's to me, he's one of the best. Well, once again, great minds think alike. Um, I want to add also uh, what I thought was even was also equally as impressive. His 99.9 yes. yards per game average. That's pretty stinking good. And, and, you, and what's amazing about that for him is that you know because he was their most dominant receiver, he was seeing that in double coverages. And to be able to get that out of double coverages and still keep that average and still put up eight touchdowns, that's pretty stinking good. So shout out to Deami, uh Brown, who uh, also probably played himself into some uh, – draftable situation so there you go yeah uh so for this next category we went a little differently uh we went with offensive line of the year the shoulder because the linemen never get love like this in these type of award shows and so we wanted to give uh rather than single out one lineman on each side of the ball we just put everybody together so offensive line of the year who you going with on that one charlie well, I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame. Their offensive line, of course, had a stop running game, uh, which carried them pretty much the whole year. Mm-hmm. And they gave Ian Book uh, a lot of time to uh, be able to throw as well. Um, and so I think that was uh, – they were one of the most impressive uh, yeah. offensive lines um, that, I, that I've seen this year consistently. You know, when they were together, uh, they had some injuries the last game, but they still were able to hold it together. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, how how this offensive line stack up with Clemson's defensive line. Yeah. Uh, you know, on, on Saturday. 
Yeah. I I I also uh, had Notre Dame. I actually went with a cold thing on this one as well because I, I kept going back and forth between these two. Uh, I had to give North Carolina some love as well. Um, man, I, listen, I saw what I thought was a really good defense in Miami get shredded by North Carolina's offensive line. Because uh, you, can, you can't put up two 500, 554 yards of rushing if your offensive line isn't any good. And, and clearly they were a good offensive line. And uh, I think they've been reasonably consistent all year long. But uh, but I had to give Notre Dame some love on that one as well. So, um, But my defensive line of the year was pretty easy to pick. And for defensive line of the year, I went with the team that and – and I didn't realize this until I saw it, which made me respect their defensive line even more. Their average number of yards that they gave up was 2.7 yards per per play. I'm going, okay, you had to earn a Pittsburgh win. If you beat Pitt, you had to earn that win. So I had to give them some credit. Uh, so shout out to Pitt for having, in my, in my opinion, the defensive line of the year. Well, we're in the same boat. Uh, I chose Pitt um, as well. And honorable mention, I went with Notre Dame. Yeah. Nine touchdowns. That's pretty that, – that is impressive. <laughs> you know, that, that is very impressive. <laughs> so, and 17 points. So, if you can do that, uh, regardless of which conference you're playing in, uh, that's pretty good. All right. Here's one of the big boys. Coach of the year. Charlie. Who are you giving your Coach of the Year award to? Um, well, this coach uh, has gone through the ringer when it comes to the hot seed. And, um, you know, he's had high expectations for his team. And uh, they've kind of, you know, come through on the expectations. But, They've also had, you know, years or a couple of years where uh, they've had great success and didn't finish. Um, or, you know, they have didn't have success and they were mediocre. And he was kind of in whether he's going to stay or not. Uh, but this year, you know, he, he, they finally joined the ACC. Yeah. And – now they're playing for ACC championship, and he has his team in the running again to go to the college football playoffs, yeah. win or lose, um, and that's Brian Kelly. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I, we are in lockstep again, and I'll add this as well about Brian Kelly and Notre Dame. This is the first year since he's been there that I thought the team that he was taking into, and I'll, 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 nine times out of ten, they're going to make the college football playoff as well. But this is the first year that I think he is taking a team into the college football playoff that can win the national championship. Like, right. it, it, they they look like a national championship contender. Uh, and, and I think Clemson is going to have their handful again. I do not think – the game was a fluke. I don't think the Trevor Lawrence uh, thing was uh, 
that big of a deal. Uh, and I'm not tipping my hand yet, but 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 I I just think Notre Dame looks like the real thing. Yeah, I think okay. they look like the real thing. Uh, okay, so Brian Kelly takes coach of the year. That's awesome. All right, uh, look, first year in the ACC, and and he gets coach of the year. That's impressive. All right, what about best potential NFL player out of all the players we watched this year? Who do you think carries the greatest potential to have not just success, but a long and productive NFL career? Uh, well, this guy always jumps out at you uh, whenever you watch the uh, games. And um, there's a couple of them, but he really jumps out. Uh, uh, Wusu Jeremiah. Ah, okay. From uh, Notre Dame. Okay. He is a disruptor of all disruptors. Yeah. And he definitely has a pro uh, pro game, NFL uh, game. Um, and so I think he is uh, the best potential pro. Wow. Long, productive. First round pick? Possibly. Yeah. I, I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. He, he's he. Listen, I'd love to have him in 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 my favorite in this in this color here. He'd he, he look really good. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the guy that I thought would have a good season, and I don't know if he had the season he he wanted to have, but I can't say that he had a bad season. And he's in the top five in every, pretty much every statistical category. But he's also had leads the ACC with six sacks, and that's Chaz Surratt um, in North Carolina. I thought he, I thought he played really, really, really well, and I, he's definitely going to play on Sundays. Um, <clears throat> I still think there's some growing to do with him, and and I think it's going to be interesting to see where the NFL thinks he plays cuz I don't know yet if he's still if he's a true linebacker DN kind of player um he's kind of that tweener but what I do like about him is that he's a football player yeah yeah and so uh I think he's definitely going to play on Sunday so I'm 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 impressed at what he did this season so Chad Surratt gets my best potential NFL Player. Okay. Best team improvement from last year. What team do you think improved the most from last year? You know, this was hard because I I forgot about last year. Um, the teams from last year. Um, but I would have to say uh, North Carolina. I mean, even though they had a good year uh, last year as well, um, I think their improvement in the running game um, definitely uh, played bold well for them. I thought uh, Sam Howell, even though he made some um, some some bad throws or decisions in their losses, yeah. Uh, but he was still outstanding in those games. Um, and so I would say uh, North Carolina 
uh, it wasn't a, wasn't a big jump, you know, like going from last to first or yeah, but I think it was subtle enough to where um, they went from middle to, middle tier to top tier. I mean, they're like the third team now uh, in ACC. I think that's where you know they were slotted at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, but last year they weren't in the top tier. Well, for me, um, I was impressed, um, and I hate that they lost some momentum because I think they, I think the season might have ended differently had they not had to take the massive break. But nevertheless, uh, I was impressed with what Miami did. I'm curious to see if they will be able to bring some guys back. And by the way, uh, I know you saw, like I did, uh, Kenny Pickett already decided he's coming back. That's good. Yeah, I thought that was a smart play on his part. I hope there are some more players that follow suit. Uh, I'm talking to you, Derek, if you listen to this. Because uh, <laughs> I think one more year in, in that system, learning it, understanding it, would be huge going forward. So uh, Miami gets mine. Um, game of the year. For me, this was easy. Uh, and I'm hoping this is the this this is just the first of what will be the culmination this weekend. But man, the first Clemson Notre Dame game, I don't know if you can ask for anything better than that. That that is that was a game for the ages. So I'm hoping the second one is better uh, than the first, but just as as entertaining as the first. Yeah, I uh, I, I had that down as well. Yeah. Um, since you shared that, I had another one. Okay. I, even though there was no defense being played, <laughs> okay, game, but it was a good game. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. It was the Wake Forest. In North Carolina State. North Carolina game. State, yeah. Yeah, that was a good game. And it was, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And there was, you know, a defensive stop at the end. But yeah, um, I just thought that was a very good game. Um, it was high scoring. Uh, but when it was all said and done, you know, just a good competitive game. Yeah. Well, it should – listen, it should yeah. be uh, – I shouldn't say competitive. I should say it was – Entertaining. Just, yeah, it was entertaining. It was highly entertaining. That's for sure. Highly entertaining. I, I agree. Well, now, this is the one in the moment we've all been waiting for, or at least I've been waiting for, <laughs> the Charlie Ward MVP Award. This is the first ever Charlie Ward MVP Award on Believe in the ACC. Charlie, I will give you the solo uh, layout I will also give you the drum roll. So, Charlie, take it away. Well, this is definitely something you'll probably be surprised. Um, we talked about it before, you know, in, in the awards. Actually, we won one of yours. And he is definitely uh, close. I know him. I know his family. Uh, got an opportunity to play against him. So, I really know what he's about. And... Uh, the gentleman had 1,668 all-purpose yards. The gentleman had 308 yards rushing in a game. Okay. 
and my player of the year, and he's a great guy, uh, Michael Carter. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Michael Carter with the first ever ACC, believe in the ACC award. I got to give him his props here. Uh, and I also forgot he was a kick returner. That's right. So he just didn't run the football uh, in the backfield. I was on thing. No, he was an all-around player. And he was. He was. I, I listen. I I really think Michael Carter started the season potentially as a fifth to sixth round back. He has finished the season as a possible second to third. And if he has a great combine, which I don't know how they're going to do that, but or pro day or whatever, he may even sneak into the first round, man. That, talk about a jump up in status. Michael Carter's had a good year. Yes, he has. He has had a really good year. Uh, I think his family is going to be pleased. Uh, so shout out to Michael Carter, MVP of Believe in the ACC this year. And, uh, man, what what a year you had, young man. Congratulations. All right. This is our final football. Let's pick them. We only have two games. One game I already know where Charlie's going. <laughs> There's no surprise here as far as where I think Charlie's going on this one. Uh, it's a 12 o'clock game on the ACC Network uh, in Wake Forest, Florida State and Wake Forest. As if I didn't know, Charlie, which way are you going? <laughs> well, of course I'm going with the Seminoles. Okay. Got a chance to go and watch them practice on yesterday. And uh, actually, you know, I was pleasantly surprised uh, at the practice uh, due to the situation being the last game of the year. Uh, nothing after this to play for. It was actually a pretty good practice uh, when it came down to the energy. Um, of course, they were still coaching them up. Um, and the guys that are there are competing and, you know, doing the necessary things for them to win the game. And so um, I was pleasantly surprised, uh, but not surprised because I know Coach Norville staff and but the guys that are still there are still there. You know, they're they're not just there just hanging out. They're actually working to get better. So um, that that was that was good. But I'm gonna go with my Seminoles. Even All right. Tough playing on the road, I know you know it's gonna be tough. But I, I of course I'm gonna go with them, especially against Wake Forest. Uh, nothing against them, but it, it's a pick'em game, so I'm gonna pick my Seminoles. Yeah, well, that's what you gotta do. You gotta stick. You gotta stick with your squad, bro. And uh, I, I listen. I'm, I'm, in, I'm. I've been impressed with what they did last week. Uh, I think they will finish the season a tough season, but I think they'll finish the season off strong. Uh, get the win on the road and go into the off season with a little bit of mo, uh, mo, uh, momentum. Uh, going into uh, next year, which is the year we hope will be a lot smoother than the one we're experiencing right now. So that leaves us with one game 
left in the ACC, and it's a big one. Uh, a 4 p.m. start on ABC. The nation will be watching and taking tremendous notes and wondering what will happen. This game has so many implications and uh, influences as to what happens, not just in the ACC, but also what happens on a national basis as well. Uh, there have never been so many Notre Dame fans uh, ever in, in the history of college football as there will be this weekend, rooting probably against Clemson because the chaos begins when Clemson loses, if Clemson loses. So, number three, Clemson. Number two, Notre Dame. It's a 4 p.m. start time as of right now. All players are scheduled to be there. <laughs> Let me say that. Well, they got one more day. Huh? I said they have one more day. So, you know, right, they, right, right. They start again tomorrow to determine whether they have a chance to play or not. Well, I, I, I sure hope so. I really, really hope so. I think it would be a travesty if they didn't. But I'm, if all hopefully if Dabo is smart and Brian is smart, they uh, have put a protective bubble around both of their teams. Uh, so that they're not – probably got them on a strict curfew. You are not allowed to go anywhere. We will Uber Eats all your meals. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about food. We'll take care of it. So – uh, huge, huge game with huge implications. Uh, if everybody shows and if all things are equal, Charlie, who are you going with on this massive ACC championship game? Uh, well, this is my pick is going to be twofold because I would like to see two ACC teams get into the college football playoffs. Okay. And so I do believe that uh, the game would be a very highly contested game. Mm -hmm. uh, probably – one of the best ACC championship games we've had um, in quite some time. Okay. Both teams are competitive. Um, but I think Clemson uh, will come out on top this time around uh, because everyone will be healthy. Uh, and all the players not saying that DJ didn't do a great job, uh, but you got Trevor Lawrence back. And I'm sure they've all scouted and schemed and done necessary things to get it done. Uh, but I, I just think that Clemson uh, will find a way to win the game, um, but in a close one. Do you have a score, a potential score? I would have to say 28-24. Uh, all right, you're going 28-24 Clemson. No overtime, just a regular season just or regular game. regulation. Regular game. All right, all right. I will say this. Um, the, the worst thing that you can give a team is belief. No pun intended. Believe in the ACC, right? <laughs> but Clemson has done that. And the fear factor, I think a lot of times in the past, Clemson had won a lot of those games before the game ever started because the team that they were facing across the way, I don't know if they truly believe they could go win the game. Right. No, they ain't believe. Not only do they believe it, they've already done it. Right. There is no fear coming into this game with them. The other thing that, that gets me excited about Notre Dame 
is that they have a quarterback now that knows he can stand in on the field with the other guy and and play at at, at an equal high level. Um doing what he does, which is interesting because I think in the past his past mistake was trying to duplicate what the guy on the other side of the ball was doing. And now I don't think he plays that way. I think the one thing that you can say about Ian Book that has been the most impressive is that he understands what his strengths are and he plays to that. And that is what you're going to see on Saturday. Uh, I am excited, though, also to see if the Trevor Lawrence factor is as strong as Clemson and many of the Tigers claim that it is. Because according to them, if Trevor had been there, the outcome would have been differently. Now, having said all of that, I think in a very close game, and I think it will also go to overtime again, it'll come down to a field goal. I'm going to say the score is 37 to 34, and chaos ensues in the college football playoffs as Notre Dame goes back-to-back against Clemson and claims their first ACC championship. So you think that Notre Dame can beat Clemson twice? Twice. In a close one. In a close one. I'm I'm riding with – this is the first year I I can honestly say – because I've never picked Notre Dame to win in any kind of playoff scenario. Ever in the history of my life. And this is the very first time where I've looked at a Notre Dame team and said, that team can win. That team can absolutely win a national championship. They can win an ACC championship. So I am going to go with the Fighting Irish. One of the things I do believe is, of course, I chose Ian Book um, as my quarterback of the year. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that he may struggle. Okay. Um, and Clemson, of course, with the pass rush, he'll find ways to, 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 to make a few plays here and there. But I think overall, um, he may struggle. Um, I just, I've seen it. And then again, we're in the big game and, um, not saying that he's going to fold, but I think he's going to struggle. Okay. And that, that's that's what's going to be the, probably the, the difference in the game is his uh, inability to be efficient when he needs it um, the most. So it sounds like you think he's going to revert back. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's listen. That's fair. I, I'm going. I'm going to believe in the young man. I'm going to put some faith in it. I hope he doesn't let me down. <laughs> but I'm going to believe in him. I, I'm going to believe that that he's, he's he's gotten mature, that he understands. And, and the one thing that I will say that I think is going to be interesting about him is that uh, his, his balance of offense is going to be the key. Last time he threw for 310 yards. But – what he also did was run for 67 yards. And, and I think those 67 yards were equally as important 
as those 310 because they represented an understanding of when to live to fight another day. Right. And if he can do that and not be overwhelmed, and that goes back to what you just said, that defense is going to be coming. And so if he can live to fight another day and say, you know what, I'll, I'll get him on the next one, I think they got a real shot to win this game. Uh, but I do think it'll be a, high, a, a, a equally high scoring affair, uh, and they'll go back and forth. But I'm I'm going to go with the the, the Irish uh, with a five field goal. Do you know that Clemson has their full complement of uh, players back? Right, I do. I am aware. I am aware. There are a few guys that were missing in the first matchup on the defensive line. Anyway, Tyler see, I, see, I. I think this is just that old Florida State, I can't stand Notre Dame stuff going on with you right now. <laughs> I, I, I've chosen Notre Dame before. Uh, you have. That's true. That's very true. Notre Dame before, so there's no bias here. I'm just <coughs> I'm just saying that some of Clemson's, uh, especially the defensive line, uh, yeah. they weren't there. And I'm not sure if uh, it was Stokowski yeah. while I was there. Um, as well, so they'll have an opportunity. To, he'll have an opportunity to play against um, a CFP type of defense, and this will determine how far they go. Um, you know, I in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think it's a different Notre Dame. I, I really do. I, I think they 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 understand who they are. They 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 play. If you had told me this a few years back, like I'll tell you this, Charlie, when Notre Dame went to the college football playoff that year when I think Mike Golick Jr. was there. He was playing on that team. I didn't think that team had a prayer in the world to win that. That I, I just because no. and I think they went undefeated. I think they were undefeated that year. And I was like, they're not gonna win the national championship. And it, and true to form, they got blown out. Yeah. They got blown out. And it, it, you can just tell when a team has that it factor. And I just think Notre Dame this year has that it factor. I think uh, even in the bad games, which you're subject to have in a season, even in the bad games, the things that they do well, they did them well. The defensive stuff that they do well, they did them well. And so, um, listen, man, talk about a team that hadn't given up, but like what? We said nine touchdowns? Yeah, nine touchdowns. That's pretty good. And, and, and if they've only given up nine and – Clemson, Clemson hung 40 on them. That's a pretty good season. That's a pretty good season. So I, I think I think they're going to be there. I think they're going to be right there. Um, I'm excited about this game, though. I'm, I'm, I've canceled whatever I thought I would do on Saturday at, at, at 4 p.m. There won't be anything else going on in the Spence household. Um, I'm shutting it all down. I want to see this game from start to finish. Unfortunately, for me, I won't get a chance to see it. No, Charlie said hey so. Yeah, we have a we have a tournament that starts on Saturday. Charlie, I will be your eyes and ears. So when you when you get back to the locker room, just check your phone, and I, you'll see all the texts from me saying, "Oh my God, oh my God, oh man, that was terrible. Oh, they pulled it off, or oh, man, they lost." So I'll keep you updated, Charlie. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I got you, buddy. Well, man, this has been fantastic. What a football season in the ACC. It's been great, man. And uh, shout out to all of the coaches and the medical staffs 
and the administrations that uh, powered through this season to get to this ACC championship game on this weekend. I know it was not easy. I know it was a challenge. It has been an unprecedented nightmare, but you pulled it together and pulled it off, and we send our love and support to each and every one of you. Uh, and, and just an awesome, awesome job of getting it together uh, to make it to the to the finish line. Well, I, I, I agree. Ditto to your sentiments, your final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely been a, a productive year, a tough year, but a productive year of uh, guys getting an opportunity to play through adversity, uh, having to stop, start. Uh, you know, that's life. Um, sometimes you have to stop and start and keep going and still be productive. And so kudos to all those that were able to finish um, and also those that weren't able to finish. Yeah. It was through opt-outs or injury or whatever the case may be. I uh, wish them all the best um, because they made a decision, and it was a tough decision Yeah. Uh, to do those things, especially the opt-outs. Um and you know some of the guys who are who got injured out for the year, you know now they have a decision to make. They were seniors. Now they can either either come back or decide to go into the draft or do what they do whatever they want to do next. And so, uh, just my thoughts go to them. But my last thought is this: Lord Spence Jr. <laughs> okay, my beloved. FSU basketball seminar. <laughs> can, can we give a, a standing ovation for my man Scotty Barnes? Yes. He gets the standing ovation. Scotty Barnes is the truth. He, he's the real deal. <laughs> we, we got a lot to talk about with it with this basketball season. because uh, uh, I just want to throw it out there. No, no, no. You're you're right. I would give Louisville a shout out, except they can't make they hadn't made it to the court but a couple of times. So. If they could ever get out of protocol, uh, we might be able to give them a shout out as well. But you know, also before we go, I do have to ask you this question. I do I know this is a weird way to ask, but what are your thoughts on the division one transfers uh being granted a waiver to be able to play immediately this year? A blanket waiver all the way across the board for Division One transfers to be able to play immediately this year. No sit-out. Why, why Why? couldn't they? Because everyone's getting in the year anyway. Right. And so a year back, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't see why they should have to sit out because uh, this year is different um, like no other year. And next year, everyone basically – I mean, they, we got kids transferring from – all these different schools are not signing actually on early signing day. Yeah. We had some of those. I don't know if they can sign yet, but most uh, we've had some guys commit to other schools and I'm not sure if they signed today, but I think some of them may have uh, since they've already made their decision. And so I don't see why they, they shouldn't get an opportunity to play since next year. Everyone is back to where they were this year as well, far as uh, eligibility. Well, what really makes it interesting is that, uh, and, and, and I'm going to read this as it is written, uh, the waiver covers all Division One sports and most immediate impact will be felt in men's college basketball, college basketball, 
in which a number of notable players will be able to suit up immediately as soon as Wednesday night. As soon as Wednesday night? As soon as Wednesday night. Huh? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not for that. No, I'm, for that. <laughs> so, I'm for next year. Yeah. Transfer from school to school. But next year, not this year. Not, not. I transfer to a different school tomorrow and I get a chance to play. Not, not that deal. Well, I don't know. If, I, don't, I'm, I hope this doesn't mean that if you were to wake up tomorrow morning and transfer, that you get to go somewhere else across the country and play. I hope it doesn't mean that. Yeah, but I, the ones I, that are there now, like DeAndre Williams in Memphis, Butler, Butler's Bo Hodges, uh, Notre Dame's Trey Wirtz, uh, all of those players will be able to play immediately. Where were they? Uh, Memphis for DeAndre Williams. Butler at for Bo Hodges, Xavier uh, got a player by the name of Ben Stanley. Notre Dame got a guy by the name of Trey Works. Uh, so they so it's a few teams that are going to be able to put their players out on the court tonight. So they, but they had to have already been there. I would think. I would think what they're saying is starting now. If you transfer, going into now and into next year. You'll get. You won't have to sit out. So, football, basketball for next year. Well, the ones that have already transferred and thought they would have had to sit out, they don't have to sit out. And then the ones next year when they play, they don't have to sit out. Well, I mean, to each his own. Uh, I I just do know that if someone is coming in cold turkey, uh, that team is hard pressed. Um, and they're going to have a tough time, you know, with continuity and all those types of things. Right. If they're bringing in somebody just brand spanking new. But if someone is transferred in basketball, if someone transferred uh, last year and they were sitting waiting for, you know, for the next year because they couldn't play this year. Yeah. That is, if that is the case, then that, you know, I understand it. Yeah. But if someone was on, say, Florida State's team and he decided to transfer to Duke, I'm just using that as an example. Right. That may not work because you're bringing in a, a new guy that doesn't know the system. And for him to get a chance to play, I think it would definitely mess up the continuity of the team. Uh, but to each his own. Yeah. What, what guys, uh, I know it'd be tough. As a coach, yeah, I would have to believe that this is just applies to anyone who has already transferred and is looking to transfer uh, in the summer, yeah, uh, or the spring in the summer. Even if you were to play basketball next year, you still get the waiver. I think is the way it works. So, yeah, uh, so it's gonna be an interesting. But listen, we're living in strange times, and uh, who knows what tomorrow may hold. So there you go. Another shout out to our uh, Michael Carter, who won the first ever Charlie Ward MVP of the Believe in the ACC from our Believe in the ACC Football Awards. Congratulations, young man. And uh, it's been a great, fun, fun season. We will be back on, I guess, Monday for another show. I think we have two more shows before the new year or, or, or yeah, before we take our little holiday break. So. (laughs) 
So uh, we will be back on Monday, and this this podcast will drop. This one will drop on Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and then we'll be back on Monday for the to live on Facebook and YouTube, but also to prepare you for the Tuesday podcast. So have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the ACC championship game. And that's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spence, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.